Well, the worship service and Daniel's sharing is in the introduction to my sermon. I thought Louise said, did Joshua read your notes? Um, my sister called me from, from Moose John. She asked me if I could pray for a young man by the name of Ryan in the hospital in Regina. Uh, he's not that old. He's got a couple of children, and he's, they didn't think he was going to make it. <clears throat> and so, Father, we pray for Ryan this morning right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you gave the doctors wisdom to find the blood clot in his heart. And we pray that you would bring a witness upon this young man and save his soul. And also my niece. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You know, as we sit in his presence, have you ever thought of the idea, the essence of it? Have you ever thought of the magnitude of his presence? Um, I don't know about you, but this thought has grasped my, we, we experience the presence of God, and I'm saying, Lord, what does it really look like and mean in reality? I know we sense it, but what does it mean, and what does it look like in my life? Um, just to share a brief story, uh, actually, I have lots of stories, but this one particular story was my, my brother was in the hospital in Kelowna and uh, they didn't expect him to live. And so Louise and I decided that we would go and visit him. And so we drove to Kelowna, found, tried to find a place to park at the hospital. We don't know the area and so on. Finally did and went in and he starts crying. And all of his, his, look at his arms, and there's, they're just all shriveled up. His body was so deteriorated, he couldn't stand. He, he could not get out of bed and stand up. And uh, I just felt pressed to lay my hands on his chest. And when I laid my hand on his chest, I could feel the power of God just go right into him. And the oxygen level went from went to 100. As soon as I put my hand on, boom. The saturation, oxygen saturation went right up to the maximum. And so, so we left it at that. A couple days later, He's off of his oxygen. His lungs were working enough. They did, he did not need the extra oxygen. A few days later, they sent the camera down, and there's no disease in his lungs. And he had COVID, and, and, and apparently COVID had destroyed one of his lungs. There was no disease in any of his lungs. In a moment... In a second. I didn't have to say anything. I just lay my hands on him. 
And it's like, and I'm not bragging about myself, but God is a God of miracles. God is a God of power. His kingdom rules over all. The magnitude of sin is great, but the magnitude of Almighty God is greater. And I'm saying, Lord, there's a reality in your kingdom because of who you are that I look forward to learning from. Hallelujah. I believe all of us can learn something every day about who God is. And as I went through scriptures in preparing this, I saw many portraits of God all over the Bible. Pictures of him in people's lives. Pictures of him where there was devastation. Pictures of him that brought victory. The Bible is full of the portraits of Almighty God. We sing about his essence, we sing about his presence, but in my heart I'm saying, God, I need more understanding of who you are and what you can do and how to follow you. How to be used by you. How to be, how to be the, the vessel that honors everything you stand for and everything you can do and believe it. One of the theologians, Louis Burkhoff, explained the infinity of God this way. The infinity of God is that perfection of God by which he is free from all limitations. Hallelujah. You and I have the privilege of functioning in him with no limitations. In our humanity, we are limited, but in his divinity, we are free to function in his call, to function in his power, to function in his desire, and to see his results. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, I just, I'm just overwhelmed as I were worshiping. I, I just stood speechless. What am I saying to God, who is so great and mighty? I said, God, I don't want to live at a low level of Christianity. I want to live at the highest level I can. He is in no way limited by the universe, by this time-space world, or confined to the universe. God is infinite in all his attributes. He is infinite in holiness, love, wisdom. In other words, he is free to express those areas of who he is without limits. So as we sit in his presence, he is saying to us, my holiness is here. I'm telling you about my holiness. As we sit in his presence, he would say to us, I'm telling you, I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to talk to you about who I really am. And I think, I think the Lord is going to cause our hearts to shift as we experience his presence to really get to know him. 
the very essence of who he is, <clears throat> how do I say this? His presence reveals to us the essence of who he really is. The magnitude. Our humanity is limited to understand, but our spirit is alive to that. Our spirit is alive unto God. That's the communication line. He doesn't communicate with our intellect. He communicates with our spirit. And he is unlimited. He is not bound by my natural thoughts. He's not bound by my, my natural inabilities because he bypasses all of them. And he goes straight to my spirit and he talks to me and he flows to me by his spirit. And so when I laid hands on my brother, the spirit moved. Had nothing to do with my intellect. In fact, that made me feel kind of dumb. He, is, he transcends everything, which means there is nothing that he cannot overcome. There is nothing that he doesn't have power and authority over, absolutely nothing. You see, the essence of his being is the expression of his kingdom. The essence of his being is this. My kingdom rules over everything. I am the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and there's nothing that I don't have authority over. And the amazing thing is, the one who has authority over everything lives in us. And we have the opportunity to carry out that authority, to walk in it, to verbalize it, to activate it, believe it, and do it. We have in us the one who transcends Every disease, every discouragement, everything, every failure. I don't know about you, but in my flesh I fail, but in my spirit I succeed. So I don't marry the two. Now I want to get to the message. I want to read a verse that really caught my attention. And for some reason, I put it on page three. This is Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 22. Son of man, what is this proverb that you have in the land of Israel saying, the days drag on, and every vision comes to nothing and is not fulfilled. And here's God's response. Tell them, <clears throat> tell them therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will put an end to this proverb. <laughs> I'll put an end to it. And they shall use it no more as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. The days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. The proverb, here was the proverb, this was the proverb. Oh, you know, days go on and on and on and nothing happens. And every vision comes to nothing 
and nothing's ever fulfilled, he says, I'll stop that proverb. I'm going to put an end to that. I believe God wants to put an end to that proverb in our lives. He doesn't want that to be our vocabulary. I'll put a stop to it. And I think one of the ways that God puts a stop to it is he moves through us. Man, I tell you, the divine potential in the God we serve is so immense we can't measure it in our humanity. We can only walk in it by the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm glad that God surpasses all of my thought life. He surpasses all of my inabilities, my failures, my weaknesses. And in many countries, I look back now, he put an end to the proverb, nothing happens. He put an end to that proverb. And I think that's a terrible proverb. Evidence that evil is flourishing faces Christians every day, leaving them feeling hopeless and helpless. We need to realize it's the power that, that is ours through the cross to walk in victory every day. Even our plans are subject to his authority. Every thought that I have, good, bad, or ugly, are subject to his authority. And if we walk in his authority, we can stay free from those negative thoughts. You see, because... If I confess the word and see the picture of who he is and I put my focus on that, that becomes my expectation. And the real, the real power of all of this is this. He has sealed us by the Holy Spirit to his covenant. We are sealed to victory. We are sealed to conquer. We have been sealed by the Holy Spirit who carries out the will of God. We have been sealed to walk with him in victory, conquering, living, and in his presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. What displaces despair? He does. What deals with chronic problems? He does. There is nothing that God doesn't rule over. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is calling his people to walk in who he is and the power he has provided and the covenant he gave us to follow. Wow. In the papyri, this is the writings of the old times, it says, the examples of the time of, in history about sealing. They would seal the fruit. Um, let them seal, uh, it says, uh, uh, the fruit is sealed. 
then everything is in order. Wow. The sealing of the Holy Spirit has set you in order. The order of the Holy Spirit. The order of the covenant. You've been set into the order of fulfillment. The seal is the last thing that must be done prior to delivering. And then they they would seal a sample. Obviously, to prevent the corn from being tampered with during transit. Oh my. (laughs) Are we in transit right now? Well, you have been sealed and nobody can tamper with you. Wow. <laughs> they even sealed the letters. When I was in plumbing and heating business, I think I shared this before, this guy came along, you know, those things you used to seal your checks with, and it left a stamp on it, and nobody could duplicate it. And I said, oh, we don't need that. So he says, write your name. So I, I wrote my name, and, and he wrote my name, and he never looked at what he was writing. He just looked at my name, and he copied it perfect. I bought the seal. Because when you put that seal on the check, nobody could, nobody could fiddle around with that check because it was sealed. You're sealed by the power of God. You're sealed by the divine ability of the one who carries out the covenant. So when we're led by him, we walk in what we're sealed into. And they would seal animals. And they'd said this, send the ass to be branded. (laughs) Send the donkey to be branded. (laughs) The brand is the identity of the owner. Wow. You are branded by the owner. Your brand says, the father looks at you and says, that that belongs to me. Those people are mine. He sealed our identity. He sealed our concept of who we really are. It's been sealed. Nobody can change your identity. You can't change your identity with God. If you, if you could, you're more powerful than God is. The limitations of humanity are real. We all have them. But I'm expecting in my life the limitless of the spirit is also my reality and my expectation, and my faith. And here's what it says. You, in whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, number one. Number two, in whom also after 
you believed. Number two. And number three, you were sealed. You got the stamp on you. One writer puts it, you're branded. I believe this is the will of God for all of us. In God's eyes, it's important for all of us to grasp the idea that God has sealed the will of God in your life. The will of God is sealed in your life. Nobody can change it. You can neglect it if you want, but it doesn't change God's perspective and position. It means to set the seal upon, to mark with a seal. We are marked, we are marked with the seal of the power of the Holy Spirit. We are marked with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We are marked with all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We are a marked kingdom people. What we're marked with is our identity, our potential that brings about the results that God desires. Wow. And, and the amazing thing is we did nothing to earn it. You heard the word, you believed, you got saved. And when you got saved, you got sealed. God stamped you. Here's a portrait of some of his pictures of God. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord. They, they built an altar, but was the altar of the Lord. He stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven and said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or in the earth beneath who keeps covenant and mercy with your servants that walk before you with all their heart. Wow, what a declaration. Do you see the picture? That's a portrait of God. It's a picture of who he is. Do I have 20 minutes? Oh. <laughs> the Lord's message is sin-shattering, life-transforming words that release kingdom authority with powerful, lasting results. Let me read that again. 
the Lord's message, his word, is sin-shattering, life-transforming words that release kingdom authority. Hallelujah. So when you read the word, think of those thoughts. This shatters everything that's against me. This also transforms me into the idea of the authority of the kingdom that I can actually walk in, proclaim, and do. So the proverb of Ezekiel, ah, the days go on and everything's, and every vision comes to nothing and is not fulfilled, is not true in our lives. That is not our expected reality. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm just going to read in closing some of the portraits of, of God. If I can find it. Oh, here they are. Psalm 9, verse 3. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. That's what we sit in. We sit in the presence that perishes our enemies. Thou, Psalm 16, verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there is pleasures forever. <laughs> when we sit in his presence, we sit in the fullness of joy and his complete pleasures always. Psalm 31, verse 9, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid upon them that fear you, which you have created for them that trust you before the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret of your presence from the pride of man, and you shall keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness. <laughs> wow. His presence. The earth quakes. The heavens are also drop rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself quaked in the presence of God, the God of his people. All, the, all pictures. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto, the name, unto your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. The word dwell there means live. They shall live in my presence. You know, throughout history, throughout history, many people have screwed up life, but God came and restored them. And, and here's, here's an encouragement for you. 
God knows exactly where you are, what you're going through, and what you did that you regret you did. But he is here to restore you and, and give you a hope and a call that is unchangeable. Sometimes I, in my youth, the foolishness of my life, as I look back, some places I was really foolish. But thank God. Thank God for his redemption. Thank God. In all their afflictions, and the angels of his presence saved them. Isaiah. Even the angels are activated on your behalf from the presence of God. And the angel answered and said to him, this is Luke, I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. I could just hear him saying that. And I'm sent to speak unto you and show you these good tidings. <laughs> Even the angels are in his presence on our behalf. And, and here's, here's another one, and this one here is actually in Acts, and I, I find this one very intriguing because he says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of God. The presence of God brings times of refreshing. So when life gets old, Expect them to refresh you. Uh, here's one that really I, I really like. That no flesh shall glory in his presence. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And the last one, for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are a figure of the true, but into heaven itself, now appears in the presence of God for us. Now, I want you to think of this. His presence is here right now. He is before the throne of God representing you. Wow. Your whole life right now is being presented to the Father by the one who died for you. He's representing us right now. He's presenting us before the Father as holy, set apart to him. Everlasting life. And he's saying these words. I paid for their freedom. 
I love your presence, Lord. Sometimes just tears of joy can't be stopped. <laughs> Almighty God. is never absent. He is always present. So Father, we thank you for who you are and the pictures you reveal of who you are in Scripture, the portraits of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you bless you and we stand before you this morning we sit in your presence this morning we dwell with you forever amen God bless you